Hello and welcome back to Let's Get Weirding. I'm Megan Sunday. And I'm Bo North. On this show, we are discussing Frank Herbert's Dune series, chapter by chapter. And today we're back to talk chapters 15 and 16 of Dune Messiah, just as soon as we establish ourselves as the supreme energy eaters of this domain. Which I am. That's right. I am an energy eater. I love that protein. Uh, I can't win Fat Bear Week. Unless I eat <laughs> lots of energy. And I assume that's the point yeah. of Fat Bear Week is I'm supposed to, like, participate. Just, um, just peanut butter all week long. Mm, well, I'm supposed to be cutting back on dairy. So, yeah. Mm. I mean, <laughs> I've got to put something on a waffle. If I can't. Yeah. Actually, I don't know oh dairy I was going to be putting on it. Well, butter. Butter, so yeah. So, I guess I'll have to put peanut butter. Yeah. Mm, peanut butter. Oh, Megan, how the heck are you? I'm all right. I'm Besides- all right. Besides bereft of butter bereft of butter and dairy uh it's very sad but i do like almond milk so there's that small yeah. mm-hmm. graciousness have you I'm tried from- oat milk it's actually pretty good i have not yet uh we have a mutual friend who's very big on oat milk and i get lots of uh instagram ads for oat milk now i think because <laughs> it you know my phone reads our chats yeah so every time she's mentioned oat milk, now I get all these oat milk ads. So I'll have to give it a shot. I tried pea yeah. milk once. Oh, no thanks. Ripple, the yeah. the milk made from peas. Yeah, because pea protein. Because I, I couldn't not. Mm-hmm. How was it? Not great. Yeah, no. It just no, doesn't taste like anything. That you was can actually make oat milk yourself at home. So it's cheap no. and easy. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. Welcome back to that. the nutrition cast. Yeah, I'd be a terrible Fremen because I also don't want to make my own milk at home. Yeah, I mean, I I just have to be in a mood to make stuff. So also, I would be a terrible Fremen. Besides our aforementioned, like, you know, no survival skills. Yeah, like having to make stuff all the time would get very tedious. I'd be one of these new town Fremen who don't want (laughs) to worry about anything and don't live it. Can I be in the Fremen suburbs? They don't sound too bad. Sounds quiet, at least. You just sit around and sell some tapestries now and again. Yeah. Maybe (laughs) buy yet another slave. The slave comes later, though. But uh, we've got more slavery coming up, guys. We're just buying and selling people. Oh, yeah. It's not good. So uh, let's launch into this this chapter. I'm going to read the epigraph for this one. It is from the Telexo, Telexo Godbook. God book. Smells like ye old Cotton Mather. Yeah. (laughs) All right. uh, Here we go. Here's what they say. No matter how exotic human civilization becomes, no matter the developments of life and society, nor the complexity of the machine, human interface slash machine slash human interface. I messed that up. (laughs) There always come interludes of lonely power when the course of humankind, the very future of humankind, depends on the relatively simple actions of single individuals. And a butterfly Hmm. flaps its wings. Yeah. Yeah. And Ashton Kutcher goes back in time. (laughs) I saw that in the theater. I'm so embarrassed. (laughs) (laughs) You should be. There's no excuse for that. Were you just super into the dude from Daredevil? <laughs> I mean, I think I was just, uh, I, I don't know. I think I just like going to, I mean, I don't know. I just had a Saturday afternoon free. Decided oh, yeah. to I mean, see I've a movie. I've seen some dreadful movies in the theater because for mm-hmm. the same reason. It was just, we're going to go out and do something. Let's go to the movies. Let's just see this. I like to go, I used to like to go to the movies, especially when I was single. But I have always liked to go to the movies by myself. Mm-hmm. And... You know, because it's just like a couple hours I get to just spend with myself. And it's yeah. nice. I'm treating myself to something nice. Except when it's something like the butterfly effect. <laughs> if I knew that all theater experiences would be like when I saw Midsommar and I was one of only three people in the theater, I would go again. But mm-hmm. yeah, if it can't guarantee me my own theater, I want no, no part of it. No. I wish I could afford to just book a whole theater out for when Dune comes out. And then it would just be you and me. Yeah. We would like, s- just the two apart. of us. I mean, like, Brian and Billy, I guess they could come, too. I but guess. I guess. If they had to. I mean, I don't. it's not really their thing, though, is it? Well, I mean, Billy's. 
Philly's big a fan mm-hmm. of Dune. Oh, okay. Um, but I, I they wouldn't want to talk about it afterwards. They'd just be like, <laughs> no. let's go eat food. Well, you know, thank God that Sammy and I saw Orlando in the theater, like, right the week the week that everyone like started going into lockdown like that week in march we went to the hollywood theater it's a great little vintage theater here in portland and they they have like the largest screen for 35 millimeter in the country so we went to see orlando in 35 millimeter because they were doing like feminist march and (laughs) thank god that we saw that because if not the last movie i saw in the theater would have been that last Star Wars movie, which was garbage. And instead you saw Orlando, which mm-hmm. I think everyone of a certain generation saw at a certain point in our lives on HBO and went, Oh, I think Wait. I'm bisexual. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> yup. <laughs> Tilda that... Clinton made me gay. I don't mind. I don't mind. That and uh, Prince videos. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, Prince. He's got dancing ladies. Oh, yeah. And Prince. And, and Prince. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh can you tell i don't really want to talk about these chapters it's getting very dire the issue mm-hmm. now is that paul knows something bad is going to happen he's kind of hoping against hope that he can keep it from happening but some part mm-hmm. of him also knows that that's not likely so he is right. sneaking through the city with the most guards i've ever heard of <laughs> there's ornithopters following him but they're doing random patterns so no one notices, which someone on Fremen Twitter has noticed that there's helicopters overhead. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. You know People that there's got to be some conspiracy theorists in the Fremen anyway. Um, yeah, they've got scanners. He's got a transmitter in his clothes, so they're, they know where he is. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, specially chosen people walking through the streets, like secret shoppers looking for Paul, making keeping an eye on him. He's dressed as a Fremen, just like an old Fremen. He's uh, kind of wearing a little brown face. Not great, Paul. Um, yeah, no. Not superb. You'd think you'd have just gotten <laughs> kind of tan and could have played that off. Yeah. Uh, but all right, I mean, fine. Don't you live in a pl- on a planet that has a white sun? Like, I think uh, you also, get a tan you fairly just easily. Worn, like his a face mask. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Everyone's got everyone has the same color eyes. <laughs> You're not identifying anyone from that. Yeah. So, oh, but this is um actually cuz I I've forgotten <laughs> the end of the last chapter that we had read honestly mm-hmm. and so this was Paul like going through with this, you know, walking into the what he knows to be a trap. Yeah. Yeah. So he's wandering through the city. Uh he's kind of dragging his feet mm-hmm. he stops to see alia he sees he sees chani up on their balcony and he's just like this is not great because when he left she thought he was upset because she, you know he didn't know what was going to happen because she still thinks he doesn't know stuff mm-hmm. right and he's just like eh, yeah that's fine that's right i'm gonna <laughs> go i have no clue what's gonna happen to me uh there's an office building great these still exist it's his uh religious bureaucracy office building yeah uh we get a little bit of all of the offices which are pretty great because it's very um i enjoy this little segment where he's like well we're not allowed to have thinking machines anymore but i feel like these people would really enjoy them (laughs) because they want to be so organized all the time it's long for a spreadsheet uh, but the, I like that, so the offices that he passes, because he's reading the signs, speed merchants, yeah, wind stills and retorts, prophetic prospects, <laughs> tests of faith, religious supply, weaponry, propagation of the faith. He's like, it should be called propagation of the bureaucracy. Like, ooh, dang, Paul. <laughs> this is your own religion. Yeah. Uh, you are the focal point of this religion that you and your mom started. So let's back up a little. But I, yeah, I think I would want to work, I think I want to work in prophetic prospects. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but it's kind of like quote quote and quotables. (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, weapons for me, just because it's pretty direct. It's to the point. Yeah. Yeah. I like to think the prophetic prospects is just 
maybe Paul said something one time about next Tuesday, and it's just people going like, well, all right, Tuesday, a little circle. <laughs> we don't know yet, but maybe something. Maybe, yeah. So he talks, he thinks a little bit about the new breed of religious civil servant that he has helped create in this universe. <laughs> and how they don't usually, like, most of the roles in the higher echelons are taken by Fremen. Like, his people that he selected. Uh, but these people are kind of coming up through the ranks. They're mostly converts to his religion, the religion of Paul. And... On the one hand, it doesn't seem that terrible that they've sort of invented a middle class because they didn't really have one before. No. So that kind of is all right. I'm fine with the fact that now people can just have a nice white collar job. Right. Not so much that it's in the, you know, aid of a religious bureaucracy. Right. But it is very, a lot of this is very much sort of like the old church where the Pope probably has six mistresses and everyone's nephew works there <laughs> and everyone goes oh his nephew wink yeah <laughs> oh <laughs> right and everyone has just lots of jobs because it's a business as much as anything else uh, and everyone's aware of it yeah so he's so he starts walking past where it's uh going to be alia's evening right at her little yeah. sub sub temple yeah, the right of the oracle. Which he's so appalled when he sees it as if, and I get that it's that he's seeing it now through these different eyes because he's yeah. able to just walk amongst the people and kind of experience what's been happening, you know, underneath his, his view as it were. Mm -hmm. But he is just very like, oh, wait, this doesn't seem great. <laughs> it's like, I'm glad you're just now coming to realize that, Paul. And he starts thinking about Kaladan. He's like, how did I get this part? Um, yeah. There's a whole part where they start singing a song about how awesome Alia is. <laughs> and she. Uh, the best part of it is that the first line of it is just, she rides the sandworm of space. I like that. And that's <laughs> I, amazing. I would paint that on the side of a van for sure. Oh my god. Completely. <laughs> and he's just like, well, that's bullshit. <laughs> like, yeah. she also kind of could be a brat. Well, like, yeah, right, she fine. is 15 years old. So, yeah, I mean, we've there's a lot talked of, about this. There's a lot of, like, he, he's recognizing the uh, showmanship of her, right? Like, there's a part when they light these, like, flickering glow lamps that kind of mm -hmm. remind people of how light used to look in a, in a sitch and... He's, he's so, Alia comes out, and there's a lot of chanting from various people. She's wearing yellow robes with green trim, which, mm. With red hair? All right, Alia. Mm. <laughs> it's a whole mm. look. There's a lot. But it's, yeah. the yellow is the sunlight, and the green represents the Atreides, and the death that comes from life. It's like, okay, great. Yeah. Um, and so she basically comes out. There's another song about how her eyes kill our enemies. <laughs> I uh, wish my eyes killed my enemies. Her eyes melt our enemies, torment our oppressors, and pierce all mysteries. Hmm. And he's like, ooh, it's not great. <laughs> he feels a little sick, actually. And he's just like, this is not superb. My, do my daughter, my sister. He calls her a child witch. Yeah. Which, great, now you're doing the witch thing, too. And then he says... Like, screw you, Paul. Growing older to grow is to grow more wicked. More wicked. Which is such a... What? I mean, excuse me? Dude, you want to take like... a look in the fucking mirror, Paul? Also, you're 32 years old. Yeah. And it's just so very, like, oh, appreciate it now, kid. <laughs> as soon as you grow up you're gonna lose it all it's like what are you talking about yeah what is wrong with you so she comes out she drinks some spice mm -hmm. some water of life she starts going into sort of a trance and people yell questions and they... she is not having it no she's not having a good night she kind of knows that he's out there he could tell that she yeah. can sense him and she's pissed and so 
this one, this comes, this is so bad because it's a sad situation. This woman calls out to her and says, my son has been lost on another planet, you know, ostensibly whilst out on the jihad. And, mm-hmm. you know, will I never see him again? And so Ollie at first is saying, you know, basically she's doing kind of an intense, like, all things must change, but nothing has changed. You cannot go backwards. You can only go mm-hmm. forwards. And the woman flat out is like, I do not understand. <laughs> and, and she was Alia, like, what do you what do you want the body for anyway? We just use it for water. That's the thing. Ollie is kind of doing, you know, you're a Fremen. I can tell from your voice you're a Fremen. Like, what, what do you mean you need his body? Like, yeah. you know that doesn't matter. You know, you haven't lost him because, you know, you'll never see him again, but you doesn't mean that he's gone forever. You know, that's not how our beliefs work. But my favorite thing is Alia just says, are you a lizard? <laughs> Which is such a great, just like, was that an insult? Did she just call me a lizard? I'm, I'm not sure I would that. know. I would know how to respond to that, honestly. <laughs> the woman does not. I'm going to start yeah. responding to that on work emails if someone asks me oh, a yeah. question. I'll just be like, are you a lizard? I feel like this was covered in a previous email. Check it out, lizard. <laughs> uh, another guy asks, he says, I've had a business appro- proposal and should I accept it? And she says, you come here like a beggar. Yeah. Oof. Which, again, is it's very... I mean, it's like people who want to know, like, oh, how do I pray to get money? And it's like, okay, God's not a genie. Like, you're right. just like, dear God, I wish I had a million dollars. Thank you. Like, <laughs> it's uh, not a slot machine. <laughs> it's not really what it does. Not wishing well. And uh, right. then another guy is just like, oh, someone wants me to kill a man. Should I do it? And if I decide <laughs> to do it, will it work? And at that point, Ollie is like, you know what? Peace. <laughs> I've had enough I'm of out you of yeah uh she's just like i have told you guys before that beginning and end are a single thing that question was stupid and we're moving on from that question i hate you <laughs> this lady near paul's just like what is oh this was all we had a night and then uh, another... he... oh sorry oh, no, go no, ahead no then this last guy just says you know tell them how long your brother will rule. Cause he's like, you know, these businessmen and these people who don't believe in your brother, tell us, mm-hmm. you know, you tell them how long he's going to rule for. And she's just like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What does she say exactly? Like, I can't quite. She says, up the top of my head. I permit you to look around that corner by yourself. Oh, right. <laughs> you carry your prejudice in your mouth. It is because my brother rides the worm of chaos that you have roof and water that she pieces out. <laughs> yeah. And the alkalates try to like do the song just like play her off and it's all off kilter because there's like uh <laughs> and so a lot of people are... yeah <laughs> like play them off play it oh crap <laughs> uh you know and, and everyone is just like well it's because that guy asked that dumb question about business that made her mad like no because she doesn't mm. want to answer questions about his business dealings it's also specifically mentioned yeah. that that guy is very wealthy. Like, he's wearing a very rich robe, and he's just there being mm-hmm. like, how about some more money? And Alia <laughs> is not having it. Uh, so no. finally, the Fremen, who is acting as Paul's guide, is like, yeah, we got to keep moving. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Paul is wondering, he's like, she must be angry because um, she's seen, like, the alternatives to what has to happen tonight. So she knows, like... That whatever I'm about to do, I have to do. Mm-hmm. Something to that effect. And I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> Paul to Ollie is like, oh my god, why are you obsessed with me? Uh, yeah, and he's like, well, then why is is she mad? Like, is she upset because she sees something terrible is going to happen? Has she seen a different alternative that I haven't seen? Mm-hmm. It, he's half of, like, half... Like, oh, you know, she sees things that I don't. Like, she also has prescience. Like, she can see the future in ways that I can't. But then he also Mm -hmm. refuses to ask her about it at all. He's just like, yeah, but... (laughs) I'm not going to ask for any details. And so that's the end of that chapter. Chapter 15, as he's just... It was a quick, breezy little chapter. Really, these, these two are, like, more... They're definitely more like one chapter with just, you know, kind of split. Yeah, it's a split, I guess, because that way we can focus more on Alia this chapter. 
Mm-hmm. And we get to see a little bit of what people come to Arrakis for, which I guess is not usually to be yelled at by Alia. <laughs> um, but I feel like that is, but that's, I think, the problem of, of going to any kind of, you know, a Sybil of any kind is that at some point you're going to say, well, can I have, well, am I going to like succeed at this venture? And they are going to be like, well, you are. But because mm-hmm. you get killed and your son takes it up or something. And it's always like, right. uh oh. <laughs> like, surprise. You will marry that woman, but she's also sleeping with your friend. Right. <laughs> but you are going to marry her. So good luck. Oh. That happened a lot on the television show, uh, The Dead Zone, was that people were constantly just like, oh, can you see what happens if I buy this new car? And he's like, oh, you're going to have fun in that car until it explodes. I mean, ah. <laughs> I never watched that show. I love the movie, but I've never it seen the show. It's all right. I mean, it was one of those shows that it's I just dropped easy off it after a while. Yeah. It was very, yeah. not to, you know, to throw cast aspersions, but it was very USA programming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were just sort of like, I will put this on, and they will solve some kind of mystery because he mm-hmm. can see the future. And... Like, Anthony Michael Hall really grew up nice. Like, let's Mm -hmm. look at this for a while. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did. He did. No doubt. Uh, I mean, the movie is fabulous, though. Oh, yeah. It's it's very different from the movie. They, they, the first season did a little bit of that, Mm -hmm. uh, but then they kind of dropped off from it because I think they realized that, you know, it It was like a show if they were still doing just the Stilson plot. Yeah. It was, was uh, on it, though. It was uh, Sean Patrick Flannery of Powder oh, fame. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> One of the Boondock Saints? One of the Boondock Saints. <laughs> the one not on The Walking Dead. I say that as if I don't know Norman Reedus's name. I'm not too proud. <laughs> I'm not too proud to know Norman Reedus's name. Yeah. I... Or look at his Instagram. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we're or Diane in... Kruger's Instagram, because that still astonishes me. Oh my god! Yeah, me too. That was um, one of those I'm sorry, but where I went, what? Yeah, yeah, sorry to go off topic, guys. But and if you um, didn't know that Norman Reedus and Diane Kruger are together, they are. Yeah, they have she, a baby. She broke up with Joshua Jackson for him, which I think is damn foolish. But he's doing yeah, all right. He's doing fine. He got remarried. There, they had a baby. Everyone's got babies. Yeah, his wife is gorgeous. Yes. Not that Diane Kruger's not. No. I mean, she's literally Helen of Troy. Yeah. Well, eh, she wasn't my pick, but, you know. That's an impossible role. Helen yeah. of Troy is one of those roles that... What do you do? I mean, how do you cast someone who is supposed to be the most beautiful person in the world? Because, one, everyone's going to have a different idea of what that means. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, it's just, it's one of those situations where you're just like, well, the huh. answer obviously is, um, oh my God, um, Ash, what is her name from Bride and Prejudice? Ashwarya Roy, I think, or? Oh, Ashwarya Roy. Yes, thank you. That would be my dad's pick. Haha, <laughs> I mean, she, out, is, dad. she is objectively beautiful. Your dad doesn't listen to this show, does it? He doesn't. Does he? No. Okay, thank God. <laughs> but it's just funny because he has a crush on Ashwarya Roy. I mean, uh, who doesn't? She's gorgeous. Oh, no, it's fair. It's just very funny when it's your dad and you can be kind of like, oh, dad, <laughs> your girlfriend is on TV. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like I don't know. Just movie. someone a little more Greek would have been nice, I guess. Okay, but think of the cast of the movie Troy. <laughs> That's true. Let's just close our eyes and picture everyone. And let's in that not movie. forget Achilles and his very good friend Patroclus. <laughs> they're such they're good just friends. they're just really good friends, you know. And they were roommates. And they were roommates. Oh my god, they were roommates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we cannot avoid this. We have to talk about chapter sixteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which. I like that you have in our show notes says chapter 15 again. Yeah, I'm I, like I said, I'm completely out of it. Sleep deprived for days. No, I just noticed it. I looked at it. And I was like, wait, does that also I know. say five or can I not see? I actually I just see. just noticed it at the same time. I was like, fuck. I, 
I turned in a piece for the spool the other day that as soon as I sent it, I was like, I could have there. I could think of six sentences I could have written in that. (laughs) Where were those sentences half an hour ago (laughs) on the moon? Who knows? Yeah. Like, I don't know how people every time. Yeah. Every time. As soon as it was sent, I was like, yeah, it's sent. It's all done. Oh, I could have said this. (laughs) I'm not going to take it back. I wasn't going to be like, hey, forget you saw that. (laughs) Oh, so we are just picking up right where the last chapter left off. Oh, yeah. Uh, You want to do the epigraph for this one? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is a this is dry. Mm. Dry. Hi. So this is from Order in Council by the Emperor Paul Mwadib. Production growth and income growth must not get out of step in my empire. That is the substance of my command. There are to be no balance of payment difficulties between the different spheres of influence. And the reason for this is simply because I command it. I want to emphasize my authority in this area. I am the supreme energy eater of this domain and will remain so, alive or dead. My government is the economy. Not great. Mm-mm. Not great, Bob. Mm-mm. Simply because I command it. Yep. Uh, Boo. Thus always to tyrants, Paul. Thus always <laughs> to tyrants. Yeah. Uh, interesting that it comes in front of this particular chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because it's a lot. I, I like what I just I, saw something you wrote in the show notes. Oh my God. I cannot <laughs> wait. Um, I do want to say that one thing I'm really enjoying about Dude Messiah is that we're, we are seeing like the result of Muad'Dib's jihad, like across the universe and all of that. Mm-hmm. But we're also seeing like you know it's made him very wealthy and incredibly powerful but he's also like you get to see all the fallout as well like and there's this is a only lot 15 years in like this is yeah. literally not even a generation and this mm-hmm. has already had this kind of effect on the culture and the people yeah um there's been a lot of the debate is coming back up about you know is Dune a white savior narrative? Is it not? And I mean, I think the issue mm-hmm. with that, we'll just, you know, touch on it briefly because this is, you know, comes up with, especially with yeah. this sort of epigraph. Yeah. Is, is a lot of people have pointed out, which I think is accurate, is that Dune, the first book, is. Yeah. Yeah, there's hints that that's not going to be the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of that is colored by people reading it or discussing it who have read the others. Yeah. Because I think from, like you said, from the jump in this one, it's like, ooh, this didn't work out for anybody. <laughs> right. You know, people, yeah. it's not just like, because we would have expected the, uh, you know, the Spacing Guild, Benny Gesserit, other ho- great houses, them mm-hmm. to be against Paul and his reign. But, but to see Fremen. It's the Fremen. Yeah. yeah. That hurts. You know, you know that's yeah, actually kind like, of hurts. That showing that even you know people who you know adopted him and came up with him mm-hmm. and the people that he knows i mean the woman in this chapter he's known since she was a kid yeah and even they are just like boo to you <laughs> this did not turn out the way we wanted this even has been a mess. his own mother <laughs> i'm just saying she she had to go yeah i mean it i want i really wish we knew how long she had hung out on Arrakis before piecing out and going back to to Kaladin. Because, I mean, if it was right away, that's one thing. Like, I can understand it. You want to go home. You want to grieve for everything you've lost and, mm-hmm. you know, everything that's happened. Like, you need time. You need space. I get it. But if it was just, like, hanging around and watching Paul turn into this monster, like, yeah. then, yeah, I'm a monster mother. And he's not even a literal monster. That hasn't even happened yet. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> ah! You're just the human kind of monster. You're not even the other kind. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, his but guide I, I, takes sorry. him to this house. Yeah. Uh, and even Paul, at this point, like the, the guy's like, this is where I leave you. I'm peacing out. <laughs> like, remember, he says, remember when you were Usul? Yeah. And 
Paul knows that there's going to be security people waiting to just question this guy about just the walk to this house. Mm -hmm. And Paul finds himself hoping that he escapes and doesn't get interrogated. And it's like, well, again, oh, you know, I feel so bad for you. It's so hard for you to just be out and about or (laughs) whatever, dude. You never even had a friend. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's there, there, he's back in the suburbs. Yep. A new, uh, the new Fremen suburbs, he says, that have, like, just kind of cropped up all over the city. Uh, he passes a reclamation still that Mm -hmm. smells because it's not capped very well. And he was thinking, you know, that wastes so much moisture and Fremen... Fremen have forgotten what it's like to live as Fremen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think he refers to them as millionaires of water. You know, like back in the day, that would have never happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's more of that within the chapter once he meets the Fremen he's there to talk to, where he can tell that they're, you know, one of them is sick and kind of spits and his wife is like, <laughs> like that's such a waste of moisture. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, he can hear an argument from one of the houses where the wife is like yelling about you're letting the dust in and the dust is let you know that lets the moisture out if the dust is getting in the moisture is getting out and paul's like well thank thank god someone remembers uh but in the show notes you refer to this as the air keen andy cap and his wife which i appreciate <laughs> well it's the it's, lock horns it's just the way it's just the way they're described as like you know a nagging wife <laughs> berating her husband and i'm just Even like though she's right yeah, she's right. So could we chill with that, please? I mean, that's practical advice, even in our mm-hmm. world. You know, if something's oh, yeah. in, if something can get out, something can get in and vice versa. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, I walked into my living room the other day and there was a slug and I was just like, the hell are this? How did you get oh, no. in? <laughs> and how can you leave and also tell other slugs to never come back? Right. <laughs> you did not listen to me. And oh, I no. had to get my husband because I was like, I don't want to touch you. Oh, no. Thank you. It was very annoying. I was just like walking out to the kitchen, just like, do to do to up the. <laughs> just trying to get a cup of tea. Slug in my house. That is a, a literal nasty surprise. It was. So he starts thinking about rain. Remember yep. in rain? Kiss the rain. <laughs> uh, he misses. Rain like the devil missed the rain. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a while. (laughs) I just, oh no, Bo, I just rubbed my eyes and I forgot (laughs) I have makeup on. Thank goodness this isn't recorded because I just, oh no, Megan. Oh, sorry. I've forgotten the old ways. (laughs) Oh. I've forgotten. Uh, yeah, I, I said that he's remembering the rain in very sexy detail because is. it is. It's like and branches that would like drip with moisture in the <laughs> after the rain, and it was just mud like, okay. stuck to my shoes. And... It's just like okay, kid. <laughs> the electric, electric yeah. power of the lightning. Like, all right. So he he gets to the house where he was he was pointed towards. Um, this is Othium's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but he is surprised when someone else answers the door. He only expected, because what Paul has seen is he expected to see Othium and his wife, mm-hmm. and then events that will occur after he leaves, that he would go, was going to go and get the names of the people who are in the plot against him. Yeah. And not, and that was it. Like, he didn't know how he got the names necessarily. He just knew he went to this house and he got them, and then things would happen yeah. after he left. Uh, but this time someone opens the door whom he was not expecting to see because he had not been able to tell a third person. Mm-hmm. Uh, this person is Bejaz. Yes. He is a Bejaz dwarf. Bejaz the dwarf. Yeah. Let's just get that out of the way right now. And it's You're going to hear the word because, dwarf yeah. a lot in this chapter. Uh, Bejaz himself points out that he's just a person. Uh, mm-hmm. Just a regular person, even though everyone is looking at him as if he is some sort of strange uh, <laughs> creature that has just appeared. Yeah. Uh, and it's 
it's frustrating because I, as I think I said to you when we were texting about this earlier, it's like, it's so close, Frank. Yeah. Because, you know, he points out like, look, I'm a person. I'm just a person like everyone else here. And mm-hmm. everyone stopped talking at me and around me. because Then why do you only speak you. in riddles? <laughs> he only speaks in riddles. He is, he's a Shakespearean character who has yeah. just appeared in Dune. Yeah. He is just like, oh, here I am. Who am mm-hmm. I? What do I know? Who, what do I see? And it's just like, where did he come from? Just very amazed that his name was not Yorick. Yeah, he, he's, you know, the Fremen are like, please take this guy out of our house. Mm-hmm. They, Which they... Paul is able to tell pretty much right away that he is a Talaxu creation. I don't know if that yeah. makes him a Gola or just some kind of lab-grown well, person. Human, he's the human distance from mm. the previous chapter. Yeah. He has, as we learned from Othium, the... Names of the people in the conspiracy are basically in his head. So mm-hmm. ostensibly what's supposed to happen is that if Paul takes Vijay's away, he will tell him all of the names of the people that are in the conspiracy because it's like locked inside him by the Talaxu. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that they think that the Talaxu sold him because he keeps talking in riddles and doesn't <laughs> make annoying. any sense. <laughs> and is very annoying. And they're just like, get this out of here. Uh but yeah, I just I my thing is just so close, Frank, because there is a whole if you look, I mean, other people have said much better things about this than, than myself, but mm-hmm. there is a lot of let's put a dwarf in this to make it weird. Yeah. Uh, as much as we love him, David Lynch, um, you know, it's it's just something that has happened a lot where it's like, well, mm-hmm. but why is that weird? Well, because it's a person that's shorter than you. It's like, no. Nope. <laughs> yeah, nope. no. You got to try harder than that. Like, that's not, no. <laughs> and so the the fact, ultimately, that he is a dwarf just is sort of presented as, isn't this, isn't this kooky? No one was yeah. expecting this. <laughs> it turns out that Paul didn't know he was there because Pajaz can't be seen by prescience. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I, which is I something wonder that will come back later. Uh, and is something that happens with only a rare few people, but mm-hmm. he could have just been a guy. Yeah. And it's, and it's one of those slippery slopes because yeah, there's no reason you can't have a character in a book that is a dwarf because yeah. Yeah. But, Cause they're people and they're out there in the world and you know, but also making it entirely his characterization as like, look at this he's a failed project can't you tell and it's like you know at one point he's referred to as an ancient face on a child's body which is like no he's a (laughs) grown-up no yeah grown-up's body oh my god let's move past this (laughs) yeah so he calls paul sire so paul's like okay so he knows who i am yeah uh he keeps having hope and then he doesn't deserve hope and then he's sad about hope and it's like all right great so he sees Othium, who is sick, with some kind of random... Basically, it's... He's, like, kind of wasting away. Yeah. He's got something called the splitting disease. Mm. Doesn't sound fun, but yeah. No. Paul Half- can tell, looking around, that they're not doing great. Yeah, uh, everything's a kind lot of threadbare. They have space for tapestries on their walls that are gone, and he knows that pilgrims pay a lot of money for Fremen tapestries, so he realizes they must have sold their stuff for his medical care. Mm-hmm. Because at one point he offers to help, and Othium's wife is just like, no, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> like, we already <laughs> took care of that. Thanks a lot. Yeah. So th- here's the thing, is that Othium and his wife have sort of, like, embedded themselves into this area as spies i think or That's or they just say i think they just knew this information and decided to give it to paul instead of yeah they you know say holding they, on to it the reason they never came to him in friendship is mm-hmm. that they knew that they they lived in an area that was full of people who are against paul and so they yeah. wanted to also keep that appearance yeah but you know. it seems like they actually do hate paul as yes. well like they, I think they they're hate like paul but they're just they weren't going to move against him right 
Okay. Because they also don't know that their daughter is actually gone. Mm-hmm. They think that the face dancer who came and they gave the message to was her. Yeah. Uh, because there's a point where Othium asks his wife, like, did he say anything about Lickna? And he, she's like, yeah, Lickna's fine. And he's just like, yeah, she's fine. <laughs> yeah, he, he like, puts his, his head down so they can't see his face. So we have another, we're going to have another Megan and Bo moment. Mm-hmm. So Othium's wife yeah. is Dory, Dory, who is... He could tell that that was who the face dancer was trying to look like because she looks like Lickna. He remembers that Othea married a pair of sisters. Mm-hmm. So she's like this aunt, uh, yeah. but she looks a lot like her. He remembers her as a child. So how old is she now then? So he he is kind of surprised because, you know... when he when he When he sees her in person and remembers her... He remembers that he knew her when she was a child mm-hmm. in the set. And he's surprised because when he's had this vision, he's just seen her as she is then and didn't recognize her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he remembers that she's she's a little whiny and always was, even when mm-hmm. she was a kid. Yeah. So she's probably like 25 years old. <laughs> he's like, oh, she's just so old and haggard. She Her hair was gray. Her mm-hmm. nose grown witch sharp. <sighs> and she has calluses on her hands from weaving. And that while they, when they were living in the set, she would have been very proud of that here mm-hmm. in this new world. She hides them because she's yeah. embarrassed at the state of her hands. Um, But yeah, it's just one of these moments where you're like, okay, remember <laughs> that we can do math, Frank. Right. <laughs> if Paul knew her when he was, when she was a child, let's, let's assume that him being 15, 16, he would consider a 10 year old a child. Right. Okay, fine. Like she's not the same age as Alia, you know, it's nothing like that. But that means, yeah, now she's like 27 and he's just like, dang, look at you, girl. <laughs> what happened to you? <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Rude. Yeah, it's I mean, he does another like sometimes people age, Paul. Yeah, I mean, maybe she's had some hard living. Obviously, it sounds like they have. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, She's also just she's giving it to Paul. She's oh yeah, "Mm." she does not have. She's got no fucks left to give. She is like, and see what Paul is doing is he's trying to like he's like if I stay here if I wait out the clock things won't happen as i've seen them maybe like there's hope so i'm gonna like hang out for a while and And she's like you can leave now yeah and that i mean i will say that that is so terrifying Mm -hmm. because you know we don't want to spoil too much but paul has seen enough to know that when he leaves something very bad is going to happen yeah and that he knows this is a trap to get him into position for the bad thing to happen Mm mm-hmm and yeah he knows that it's supposed to happen at a certain time and he's just hoping that maybe just maybe especially since bajax is there and he wasn't in his visions he's like well that's a change like that's something Mm -hmm. different he doesn't realize that no it isn't anything different it's exactly what you saw you just didn't see him because you can't yeah uh it's not that the future is so altered that a completely different person has just popped into the scene like Mm -hmm. you just it was a gap yeah uh it's sort of like, and the fact that he can't even tell that there's a gap is so interesting. Because I was considering like how in, uh, like in the True Blood books, how when Suki can't read someone's mind, there's a mm-hmm. blank. Yeah. So if there's like five people in a room and one is a vampire, she gets four people and then just like kind of a dark kind of, there's something there, but I don't know what it is. And he doesn't even get that. Like, he saw nothing of Bijax, and now Bijax is Bizazz is, I don't know, your name, dude? I don't know what I'm calling you. Ajax, Bizazz, blah, blah. <laughs> Busy Phillips. Good. Busy Phillips is there. Yeah. Uh, she looks great. <laughs> she's looking great. She's got a lot of crystals on. Um, sorry about your show. Because, <laughs> uh, like, there's one point when he's just like, what, did you, what do you guys want from me? And Dury's like, can't he just want you to come over? Because we all were, like, friends and neighbors. Yeah. And we all lived. Such. Yeah, we all lived in this cave system together for a while. Remember that? 
Uh, and he's just like, well, all right, she's allowed to call me, call me out on that because she's right. You know, I didn't do what I could do for these people and everyone's been suffering because of me and I haven't helped them. You know, I gave them houses and thought, oh, see there, you got the nice suburbs. You can live there and be fine. <laughs> so they want him to take Bijaz and they're part of the reason that she wants him to leave is that the cover story that they've been working with is that they're selling Bijaz to somebody because they obviously don't have a lot of money. They've been having financial difficulties, so no one will think it's suspicious that they're selling him, but you also wouldn't just hang out with this person that you're selling him to. So it's like, you got to get in and go. Mm -hmm. You're not hanging out. Yeah. We, we don't want to have to say who you were because if people be like, oh, who was that? You know, he was at your house for a really long time. Yeah. Like, you just need to go. Like, he just was really not getting it. Mm-mm. Well, I'm... And I understand. Like, I understand. Knowing I, what's going to happen, I understand. The idea of a countdown of that nature. Mm-hmm. Just know it's just so... I don't even know how you would deal with something like that. You know, I think everyone's had something where it's like an inevitable kind of, all right, this is happening, but not on that scale. And obviously, and I don't believe either of us can see the future. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> but it, for me, similar moments, I was thinking about this. I was, it reminded me of when you read the Watchmen comic Mm-hmm. Uh, when when Doctor Manhattan initially gets stuck, yeah. in the machine, like there's a countdown, yeah, and it's, that to me was always one of these like terrifying moments in literature because it's just one of these moments where you're doing the whole like, well, oh, let me out, guys. Oh, anytime you do something like that, it's it's terrifying. Like to me, I mean, just not even something that's like lighthearted and. Like, oh, I wonder what... This will be fun. There's a countdown. Like, I think the last one that did that pretty well was um, How I Met Your Mother. Did Mm -hmm. that for an episode. And, like, at the end of the episode, you know, Marshall finds out that his dad has died. But, like, through the whole thing, you're seeing, like, these numbers, like, counting down to that moment. And it's just, like, it just hits. It just hits different. Like, knowing... Oh, yeah. That the audience knows something. And... In this moment, I suppose we could say Paul is the audience to Mm. his own, you know, (laughs) I don't want to get into what happens, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and just, especially when you get to a point where there's these glimmers of, well, maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe there's a chance if I could just stay here a minute longer. It's the hope, really. It's like the hope of something different and you can't escape yeah your destiny paul <laughs> oh, i mean sad it's just not the way it's gonna work sure uh so uh, they're like yeah please take this slave from us <laughs> um he's annoying because he Get says you know here. you could have come to me anytime uh and he's just like yeah you know we're talking about our daughter and he's just like yeah your daughter Mm-hmm. Died in the desert. Dead in the desert. Yep. Uh, and you're like, look, we stayed away from you so that everyone would think we hate you. Mm-hmm. But also we hate you, so yeah. please get out of our house. Yeah. I mean, that is, like, really po- on point. Uh, he, cause it's he keeps very, saying, like, like, well, let's all leave. And she's like, like, I just no, keep feeling all this tension through this whole chapter. It's very tense. And then into this comes... Bijaz, and he is just like, Usul, that's the base of the pillar. How can Usul be base when I'm the basest thing living? I'm in a Shakespeare play. Hello. Yeah. Like, Who are you? Where did this come from? <laughs> Get out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and it's, everything is that because he's just like, yeah, the, the, the Betty Telex would never have thrown this away or like sold mm-hmm. this. Like, there's something up with this, this guy. Like, yeah. this is a tool they've created. I don't know why. Uh, but yeah, he says, you know, you called me sire, so you know who I am. Oh, you've sired, sire. Sire. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> boo. Like, boo this man. Boo. I point at Usul. <laughs> is my finger not Usul himself or is it a reflection of something more base? Ugh. And then he's like shaking his finger and he's like, it's just a finger. It's like, all right, puck. <laughs> yeah. Like, save save that for the end (laughs) from what is happening now right and you think like you feel so tense by the end of this chapter and it just leaves with them with the two of them just leaving together there's like so gotta wait another chapter to find out what happens (laughs) he's just yeah he's just keeps popping up and there's you know he goes i'll not be i'll not be patronized yet i have a new patron <laughs> like ah! please stop <laughs> did the fribbon make duct tape because you could just slap <laughs> some on his mouth and call it a day i'm a person you know persons come in many shapes and sizes and it's like all right no that's good, true fair. this yes. is important this is a good lesson this mm-hmm. may be one of them like nope nope stop stop stopping <laughs> I'm weak of muscle, but strong of mouth. Cheap to feed, but costly to fill. <laughs> Empty me as you will. There's still more in me than men put there. Like, ah! Please. Thersites, <laughs> Caliban, can you stop? The... <laughs> this is like um, the worst roommate ever. This is just like, this is like... You're at the Ren Fair, and one guy yes. will not stop like dancing around. Huzzah! You, Twenty like... pounds for the king when you pay the rent, and it's like, shut <laughs> the fuck up! <laughs> just nonstop. You're at, just at Trader Joe's trying to yeah. buy buy something. The guy's like, oh, what ho? <laughs> Turkey legs, I see. Be one that for lady me. Bow. Be that lady bow, I see purchasing. Uh, peanut butter stuffed pretzel like go away why yes yes it is yeah first of all yes (laughs) second of all please leave oh yeah no uh it's (laughs) like i appreciate the effort but i do like you said i do feel that this character was put in just because it's like oh isn't it weird and foreboding and it's like hmm See, would have been he, better if he was be just a person a dwarf and yeah. has to talk all weird and... like i give george r. r martin a lot of shit and he's earned it but <laughs> <laughs> but at least Tyrion was a well-rounded fully yes. realized character mm-hmm. and also it's just he wasn't talking like this and if he was it was no. because he was being an asshole yeah. If Tyrion ever was like, ha ha, where the line stops, there's no beginning, no end, he would be like, I'm drunk. Like, yeah. <laughs> fuck everyone here. I'm drunk and you're going to listen to this shit. And everyone's like, oh right. no. Here, here we go again. <laughs> but he wasn't like that usually. <laughs> yeah. Like, usually he was just having a good time. Nine times out of ten, he was just chill. Uh, I was recently reminded, just have a quick, I know you don't like Game of Thrones, but I had forgotten seeing some, some YouTube video that had stuff from the first season. uh I'd forgotten when they were trying to make Peter Dinklage blonde. Oh my God. Yeah. That was rough. (laughs) I really forgotten that brief period where they were like, well, I mean, he's supposed to be kind of blonde. Yeah. Blonde? And it was like, oh, oh, what have you done? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Don't do that, please. (sighs) Like, what have you done to a very handsome man? I know. He What's is on his really head? cute. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone's wigs that first season, you're just like, oh, no. Oh, I know. Holy they went crap. on this very big, like, you could see a chart. Because mm-hmm. the first season, it was kind of like, we don't know. We're putting a lot of money in this. But everyone's wigs are a little shaky. Then they got <laughs> very good. And a lot of people just, like, had, like, the actual hair. I mean, I feel like Sophie Turner always had a quality wig. Oh, yeah. And then... The last season, they were just like, I don't know. <laughs> just put something on their heads. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Like, poor Amelia Clark. They were like, I don't know. Just bleach your hair. We don't yeah. have any more wigs. <laughs> oh, just yeah. Didn't they actually bleach her hair for the last season? Yeah. I believe at least. Yeah. So and that she, she hated just had it. to use, like, weave. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would hate it. I don't, like, that's a lot of work. Yeah, that's a lot of upkeep. I mean, like, I'm saying, I used to have, like, I did a platinum, you know, I had platinum mm-hmm. hair at one point, 
And literally it starts growing in like two days after you can see roots. So my current, my all time favorite wig, bad wig on TV was Vincent D'Onofrio's on Emerald City because it was part (laughs) of the plot that he was wearing a wig. (laughs) So it was specifically a bad wig. But then you were like, it was to the point where when he revealed it was a wig you were like thank god that was not just the wig that they gave you my sir uh my good friend (laughs) my good personal friend yeah i mean he has retweeted you yeah um and but my current favorite terrible wig is henry cavill on the witcher oh yeah like (laughs) i've just watched the first episode but it's bad it's it's not good it's a bad wig (laughs) and i get that it's supposed to be unsettling because that's a whole Mm -hmm. like thing that happens that's the whole vibe i get it yeah but i'd still be like uh hi my village is being attacked by something that's eating babies but Mm -hmm. also sir your wig uh here's my thing and i was thinking about this earlier today actually this is dear sir if i toss a coin to you will you buy a new wig (laughs) this is this is something i thought about a lot actually i was thinking Mm. about that episode of buffy the wish yeah where you know sunny buffy never comes to sunnydale and you know it's like all hell breaks loose and then you know that wig in the episode she does end up coming to sunnydale as you know like the slayer and you know, was well into her her fighting mm-hmm. and everything, but she's got this long braid, like super long. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, you fight vampires. Like, do you, don't you want to give them like less to hold on to? Like to me, <laughs> if you're For me, if you're it's... being like a warrior, just either pin it up or shave it off. Anytime they did a flashback to what would have been sort of movie era Buffy, Mm -hmm. they would put Sarah Michelle Gellar in the worst wig. Oh, yeah. It was so fluffy. To show, like, she was supposed to be, she was just the dumb cheerleader then before she became who she is. And it's like, but why did she have that wig? That one in the Halloween wig. That one was bad. Oh, uh, my God. Angelus. Angelus and (laughs) fucking Spikes. Oh, his William wig. His William wig. (laughs) What? so bad <laughs> just wrong on so many levels they but, must have had to bleach his hair a lot yeah he actually yeah he talked about it a lot oh has he i bet yeah, yeah. he did not enjoy that at all no nor should he but yeah now it's to the point where if you see him in anything else like when he was on torchwood i was like why is your hair like that your yeah why should be different he and charisma carpenter actually did an episode of supernatural where they played witches like that were married oh, to each other nice. and like having a lot of marital drama but uh yeah it was great because it was just so weird being like this is all wrong this has been wig chat gina will be so friend of the show gina radcliffe will be very upset to have missed wig check she yeah. loves a bad wig mm-hmm. she does uh, she does love a bad wig but She's I mean, got wig eye. She has got wig dar like I've never seen. <laughs> Hit people where I, I'm like, oh, it's amazing how they did that to their hair. She's like, it's yeah. a wig. And then it's Obviously, like, oh, Megan. my wig. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I thought that was their real hair. <laughs> Sorry. Womp womp. Yeah, she's got a good eye for that stuff. It's because I've never owned but... a good wig. So I don't know. No, I mean, I... so when I, I see a good one, one, I, I good can't. Wig. Yeah. I'm not good at telling it apart because unless it's like the Witcher and I'm like, that's not your hair. My hair, the problem with my, with wearing wigs in, on my head is that, I don't know, I think just because I have so much hair, even when it's short, that it will not lay flat. So the wig always Mm. makes my head look huge. (laughs) And like, obviously it's like sitting on top of my head in such a way that it's like, um, (laughs) that is not your hair. I love a wig on Halloween because it's very convenient. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I two, have wigs in my closet right now that I break two out. Two of my every best costumes and... involved wigs where I was just like, <laughs> this is so handy. But I don't think anyone's got, I haven't seen any wigs in Dune, wigs of Dune. Because um, all the men are just kind of rocking their actual hair. Oscar, of course, grew that beard. Oh, did he ever? Uh, we haven't really seen any of the women, so. 
We don't know what they've got. I think, I mean, Zendaya's hair is all her hair, I believe. Yeah. She always has a lot and of hair. And it's great. She so. does have a lot of hair. But, oh, congratulations on, to Zendaya on her Emmy win. That's right. Yes. Yes. Yay, Archani. I know. I'm so excited. So excited to see her perform this role. I think she'll uh, be great. It, I, I, I do, too. Like, I really, sincerely, I'm just like, this is going to be, if nothing else, everyone is going to be doing such a good job. Mm-hmm. And that, that's really what's going to buoy it. Because I think a lot of times genre stuff can fall flat if people are not committed. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, I mean, Oscar Isaac always committed. Oh, yeah. Even when. Even when it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And this time, at least, he gets to have, you know, a different note of a role. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I guess, I don't know... I don't think Timothy Chalamet has done a lot of genre, but he's done period pieces, which is just another form. So. Yeah. Yeah, he's really great in Little Women. And Jason Momoa at this point basically wakes up in some kind of wig and armor. <laughs> so <laughs> for years now, he's just like, what am I doing today? <laughs> I don't think he's he's played just like a guy since like the late 90s. Has he done any like he should do a rom-com. I think he, he was, was on I think a show he... when he was really young that was like some like Baywatch type Hawaii surf. Sure. And I think he was on some show because that famous gif of him of the chair. Yeah. It's just from like a sitcom that he was on briefly. But yeah, I mean, really like. I would love to see him in a romantic comedy. Because I, I think he's. Think... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, and then I'm just thinking, because he's done a couple movies where he was sort of like a, a TV shows where he's like kind of mountain man kind of yeah. guy, but even that is still... That frontier show, yeah. Yeah, and then that one that's on Apple TV where no one can see. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot he was in that. I... I saw a lot of ads for that, and then I didn't see ads for that. So... None at all. Yeah, Sightless, I think. Original. Original name. <laughs> uh... That is such... <laughs> I know nothing about the show, so I don't know what it's if it's based on anything. Probably mm-hmm. a comic book, um, but that and yeah, it being called Sightless is such <laughs> it's such a two thousand six YA novel. Yeah, <laughs> it's called Sightless. The cover is like a girl with like you know I don't even know like her eyes are just white and mm-hmm. it's just you know my name is Desdemona. And I live in a future where no one can see. (laughs) That's very young adult. (laughs) And you're just like, yep, yep, yep. Mm -hmm." That checks a lot of boxes for me. (laughs) And she's in love with a guy who can't see and a guy who can see. Yeah, of course. who does she love? Really? (laughs) Because it's going to turn out that the guy who can't see, he, he sees her. Oh, yeah. And I've written it. There it is. There you go. (laughs) Give me a show on MTV. So (laughs) you could be the next Teen Wolf. I'm telling you. I this is all actually kind of prescient for some stuff that's going to be coming up in due. Oh no! Um, Before Uh, we get to spoilers, let's wrap up. Let's wrap up. Yeah. So, uh, friends, listeners, we have a Patreon. Feel free to sign up for that shit. We've got. A one dollar level if you just want to give us a buck a month we we would gladly take it we'd be <laughs> thrilled and delighted uh we got our three dollar level where you can get episodes of we have to go back that's our lost podcast uh fun fun guests coming up mm-hmm. still putting out episodes uh yeah what else do we have we have our like monthly video q a thing that we're doing mm-hmm. we've got our newsletter so lots of content on the patreon we're probably... in which i always try to include a fun picture of lito the second <laughs> yes <laughs> last month's a banger yeah actually you just re- responded to a thing on twitter um that our friend over at dune read through had posted of lito 2 and queen nori and you call <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers now from the top make it drop, and you commented wet ass prescience, which is the funniest <laughs> shit. Like anyone that has read God Emperor of Dune, that is that joke is a that's a banger. 
That's <laughs> amazing. I saw it when we were sitting here recording, and I was like, mm, "Button your lip, don't, don't start cackling." <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah. But also, speaking of our monthly Q and A, hey, we would like to have some questions to answer. Mm-mm. So if you have questions for us, you can email us at wordingpodcast at gmail.com. You can message us on Twitter. Our DMs are open, but don't abuse it. <laughs> We're on Instagram at WeirdingPod, Twitter, same place. So yeah, you could uh, write to us there if you have any questions. Mm-hmm. And if you want to read our work that is not Dune related, usually, thespool.net, where we write about film and television. Yep. I think that covers it. I think that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo. Oh, it's going to get so real coming up. Ah! It is. We are really like, we are really ramping up into it, man. We're oh, going to be on boy. Children of Doom before we know it. I know. And that one is when it starts. This, I feel like Children of Doom is when it really starts to get like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> blink, blink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shit gets like weirder and weirder progressively with each book. So I'm really mm-hmm. excited. But yeah, so that is it for this week. That's it for this week. Everyone stay safe. Be nice. Take your spice. Bye. Bye.